Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I'm Pete Donaldson, and I know nothing about wrestling. And I'm Mark Haynes, and I know too much. Together, we are watching every WrestleMania. And together, we're realising it's not as good as I remembered. Welcome, Welcome to, to WrestleMania! WrestleMania. closed-circuit, giant-screen television wrestling event of all time. From three different stadiums across America, three incredible main events. World champion Hulk Hogan against King Kong Bundy in a steel cage. Roddy Piper in boxing gloves against Mr. T. Plus the wildest battle royal of all time, starring the refrigerator William Perry, Big John Studd, and 20 other wrestling superstars. WrestleMania 2, Monday, April 7th, Montreal Forum. Tickets now on sale at the Forum and all Ticketron outlets. So it follows WrestleMania 1, obviously. That's why they call it WrestleMania 2. <laughs> uh, I love that. Uh, did you see the opening credits? They are, there's none more 80. Uh, it's so Pebble Mill, Isn't if you're it? a UK listener, which was kind of like a midday light TV show, let's say, about current events and, you know, celebrities would come on and sell their books. But the graphics were very mid-90s, made on an Amiga 500, kind of gen-locked, beautiful. It's quite like all the late-night American shows they used to put on over here <laughs> on Channel 4, because they just go... What does this need? I'll tell you what this needs. This needs sweet sacks. <laughs> sweet sacks. <laughs> and, and what I liked about it was the nice chunky gold logo that I remember. That's yeah. it. Because I think last time it was in outline. Now it's the chunky gold logo that I remember that looked like a medallion. That is one of the few letterings that I can look at and I properly go, I'm a bit in love with that. Yeah. I, I, it, I, it? I, if I could do a signature <laughs> like on a credit card <laughs> that looked like that. I'd be there all all day. That, that guy is so money. What I like about uh, WrestleMania 2 is is that the tagline is "What the world has come to"? <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's, it's just like it's, what what's happened here. It's also the, like the most basic <laughs> thing you can say because it's like going, "Well, this is where we are." Yeah, well, I know. Not and, saying and, anything. And what I noticed in previews for WrestleMania 2, the tagline was, What the world will be coming to. <laughs> like as well. And then, on the day, we reveal that it's what the world is. Yeah, very good. Yeah, yeah. Let's... It just sounds like it, even the people who are making it are disappointed. I can't believe how it's like, ended up. The main event is <laughs> is essentially the Hulk versus King Kong. Yeah. And they, they went, We could go with that. Or we could go with this thing about what time of day it is. <laughs> you know, it's, it's such a missed opportunity. The state of things to come. Talking <laughs> missed opportunities, this is a really flawed WrestleMania, and it's the only time 
they've done this, where this one takes place in three different arenas. Yeah, I could not figure out why they did this when they clearly found the first one so difficult yeah. to, to take off. Do you know why I think they did it? And I, I, I'm just, this is just a guess. I think it's because of Live Aid. And oh, I what? think they th- it was around about the same time. Right? Yeah, so, was, so this is like right. eighty-six. Live Aid's right. eighty-five. <laughs> so I think they're like, wow, we can do it in different locations, and we can sell loads and loads and loads of tickets. Yeah, and everyone will love it. Actually, what happens is, <laughs> yeah, you do it in three locations, you sell loads and loads of tickets, and it's awful. <laughs> Nobody can run a VT properly. No. Things keep jumping in the and out. Microphones, <laughs> such basic things, and they just go. The last thing that anyone's done is go right. Just let's give the mics a check. <laughs> because it would be terrible if every time someone uses it, there's <laughs> really shrieky howl around. <laughs> it's not quite on yet. Somebody hasn't bumped up the fader. I couldn't figure out why they did it. So yeah. they've never done that again. No, not, they've the, never done not the three, three thing. It, right. it didn't really work because what they have is each one, they were like, well, you get three matches and your sort of big main event. That's what I was thinking. Was this kind of like... So say I was in Los Angeles. Los Angeles, mm. was there one in New York? Uh, I think somewhere National in the National Coliseum in New York, mm. Rosemont Horizon in Chicago, and the LA Sports Arena in California. Right. So the people who would only be enjoying like three matches... Yeah. Presumably there'd be like a little house show or something on at the same time. No. Nope. They just got that. They got for that. Their, for their ticket. And then... And the screening. They got the to final. watch the screening. Right. It's a slightly different time, because at the time, they, they didn't really have pay-per-view. Mm. So you had to go live, or you'd go to a small arena, and you'd watch it on a cinema screen. Yeah, okay. And, it, right. and that, that stood for many, many years. But what happens here is you get people who have obviously paid top-notch for tickets... Suddenly, just having to watch. I mean, if you went, you to can't the first tell from one, their clothing. Oh my god, no! <laughs> now, there is a real change next year where it suddenly becomes money, right? And this okay. one is the point where they haven't yet got rid of the old guard who, who turn up. What I would say is that the presentation, I think, is a lot better. They've clearly one of the comments from the last time was that it seemed like they only had like three cameras. Yeah, they've invested in five now. Yeah, so they've yeah. got like an isometric view, a head-on. Uh, a one for inside the ring and one for outside the ring that clearly the man doesn't know what he's doing. No, He keeps running into things. People <laughs> keep just walking in front of a shot. Nobody's sure who to present to. Yeah. It's, it's, it's still a bit of a mess, but they've invested in more clearer cameras, which is... And they've concentrated on that at the expense of everything else. <laughs> so when they've sort of gone, what should we do in the ring? Someone's going, I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care, but the important thing is we've got five cameras to capture nothing. I was like, look, just give me Lord Alfred Hayes early on, <laughs> and I'll be happy. And I had to wait till the end for that fucking turn up. I know. Turn up. That's the problem with splitting it three ways, Furious. is you get a third of the Alfred Hayes <laughs> that you need he, to have a healthy life. He can't, he can't be... You need your three a day. Yeah. He can't be in three different places being three times as unprofessional, can he, really? <laughs> so, imagine being two-thirds worse than he is now. Imagine how bad that would be. The, the ideal thing would, do, like Phil Collins in Live Aid, they'd have flown him from venue to venue, <laughs> and he could have been three times as... As bad as he is on the day. <laughs> I also there is one bit I love about that, and it's just that someone. I think Jesse Ventura is talking to Lord Alfred Hayes. Who Je- Jesse Ventura? <laughs> so he yeah, because he appears a couple of times, and then he interviews. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's it. talking with Alfred Hayes, mm. but he's got this new thing where he started referring to Alfred Hayes, who is his friend, mm. just as Lord. <laughs> And right. that's, like, the wrong thing to do. I mean, you, you'd call him Alfred if you knew him. <laughs> or you might call him, like, Lord Hayes. But just he has, Lord... He has got a nice new white suit. So, he I mean, that, that demands attention and respect, Mark. I spent a lot of time looking to see, and they never showed a shot of it, I wanted to see the groin. 
because I can't imagine Alfred Hayes is someone who's like, I'm toilet rigorous. I just, I do not think that of Alfred Hayes. Oh, they'll be spotting. Oh, massively. They'll be spotting. I don't, it'll I'll be undone. His shirt will be coming out of flies. I don't think he'd necessarily bother getting it out. He'd be like, I'm on in 10. Uh, what can I do? It's happening now. You've got 10 minutes, Alfred. Plenty of time. I'm all right. I'm all right, Jack. Don't you worry. But um, but what I would say about Jesse Ventura is it looked like he'd gone through some shit. Yes. Like, he'd gone... He had these gold Rick James dreads. Yeah. Beaded dread like jobs. A sort of, or like a sort of Cleopatra headdress. <laughs> He's wearing a feather boa. Yeah. What's that about? Where, where else could you just turn up to work? <laughs> and people... I mean, some people are dressed a bit similar. Yeah. But you'd still go, what are you doing? <laughs> You're not even getting in the ring at any point. Why are you dressed like that? I've decided to wear all my <laughs> savings at all time. Well, is that a good idea? I've got... What is it when you pull all your money out of the bank? Bankless? Uh, I can't remember. Uh, going, I'm stateless. I'm going off the grid. I'm, I'm going, going off, off the grid. Although, that said, that is actually <laughs> that, that an indication as to what he did. Yeah. Do you know what? I find it very disappointing as well. When he became a... Senator. Senator, senator yeah. Senator. And he previously, I think he was a mayor. Mm. He started wearing the suits right in japan there's been a couple of wrestlers who have gone onto the national diet which is their version of the senate and houses right, of okay. yeah and one of them and i forget his name still wears his wrestling mask so antonio Inoki <laughs> is there he famously is made press because he often sort of says it's about time that we revealed the existence of ufos but there is just a masked wrestler <laughs> well, who, in in the, in in the, the japanese in the senate because <laughs> he was like well they voted for me as my character i'm staying in character that is like when my hometown of hartlepool voted the monkey mascot of hartlepool united in mm. as mayor and rather disappointingly, he started wearing suits and he never wore the suit again. The that is suit. a betrayal of trust <laughs> of the electorate. And also he ran ran on a promise of free bananas for school children, which also he never kind of, he, he, he never came through with that promise. <laughs> that seems that like quite problem. an achievable promise. <laughs> no! Well. How many kids are there? Just get that amount of bananas. Yeah. You didn't have to do it once. He, it wasn't, he didn't even say every day or week. No. I mean, you know, you vote monkeys, you, you don't get bananas. <laughs> That's what they say. A couple of little trivia bits. Uh, this is the only WrestleMania ever held on a Monday. <laughs> <laughs> is that right? Yeah. Okay, an unlovable day for live events. Unspecial. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I mean, it really is poor. I, I think that's... The, a lot of that, like the fact it's held on a Monday, mm. is slightly that they've lost... They've taken their eye off the ball. And they just... Now it's held, you know, regularly on a Sunday. So it's an all-day thing. But mm. they've really taken their eye off the ball. And so sort of sticking it on a Monday and the ring stuff is crap and the matches that you get if you pay for tickets, you only get a third of them. Yeah. It really shows that they didn't quite know what they were doing. I th- have a really strong suspicion. Everyone talks about WrestleMania 1 as being, if that had failed, it would have ruined Vince McMahon and, you know, wrestling would have been very different. I think with WrestleMania 2, it slightly may have had the same effect had WrestleMania 3 not been so fundamentally different. Right. But we'll be talking about that next time. <laughs> uh, Vince McMahon makes an appearance right at the start. Well, that's, it. Well, that's what I thought. I thought it's, as soon as the boss comes down yeah. from upstairs, you kind of worry that it's... Well, it's also... It's, I think he's, it's, he's panicking a I bit. think it's a statement of intent. And like right. you were saying about the audience, you know, how... You know, a lot of people say when you when you take over a pub, if you take over a sort of rough pub mm. and you want to change it, then the first thing you've got to do, don't worry about the decor or anything, you've got so to get to, rid of right. the people who used to just sit at the bar. Yeah. If you can get rid of them, then you can change a pub. Mm. You can change anything about it. If they're still there, it won't change. Right. And that is what Vince McMahon is doing. He is saying, no more old Alfred Hayes, no more Gorilla Monsoon on camera. Yeah. I'm young, I'm 
coming here. And that's really the last time you're going to see in that period the traditional wrestling audience well, who look bad. The one thing I did notice, there were, there were a lot fewer big chunky wrestlers in their 50s kind of thing yeah in, in uh, involved uh yeah. visually a lot so uh, maybe that was a change there it kind of seemed to be transitioning into that kind Do of you know like what 90s also, era what we're seeing of course is we're seeing as well <clears throat> and also the, probably they're all dying vince mcmahon's fascination with big muscular men mm. and so suddenly the old bodies who you see in like the battle royale you mm. see people like pedro yeah. morales and bruno sammartino these mm. are the people who were there in the 60s and 70s yeah. They are not people who take steroids. And so you mm. begin to see those guys getting phased out for yeah. people who are just ripped and cut mm. and massive. Mm. The main event is a perfect example of that. Uh, Vince Man is, is he turns up, but again, he's still not quite got it right. So mm. he's wearing a suit with a motif on it that just looks like grease. <laughs> it's just a greasy suit. It, I, I went to a bar mitzvah. I had a bar mitzvah suit. And it had like flecked colour throughout it. Right, okay. I thought it was fucking brilliant. And in all you the photographs, it, on camera, it's, oh, it, it looks, looks like I've got oil on everything. It's <laughs> so horrible. It's such a greasy, nasty suit, <laughs> like Roddy Piper in the boxing match later oh, on. Oh mate, Vaseline all over your head. Oh mate. But like I, he front, I thought, wow, he's front loading with his stars. I don't know who Susan St James is. A cursory no. Google says that she was starring in something called Kate and Ali, which yeah. seems to be it would be like getting Monica from Friends to commentate. Yeah, and, I and think she just turns up in like a jazzy jumper. Everyone in this thing, though, <laughs> is is there. They are like uh, they need no introduction because, of course, they're so famous. <laughs> not now, they're not. No, they're really not, not a single one. My absolute best, my favourite <laughs> one is just before I think it's the Battle Royal. Uh, mean Gene Oakland. He says. Yes. Uh, well, she knows where the beef is now. It's Clara Pella. And that, it cuts to a woman who's is, about 100. Is that that old lady? What's her <laughs> deal? Because it got to the end, I was like, I've been watching this for three hours. I've got a, I don't have time to research who this random old lady she was. She was in, I think, like an advert for Wendy's hamburgers. I'm ah. not sure. And her catchphrase was, where's the beef? Um, right. And they went, do you know what? Stick her in, no context. I seem to recall a 3D graphics package that I tried to learn once mm-hmm. that had a demo animation of a beef burger in a microwave going, where's the beef? <laughs> and that's my only... I presume that's something to do with that. It, it must be. Uh, uh, what's funny about it is we always have that thing of going, well, we grew up in Britain, yeah. so we actually have a real understanding of America. Hmm. And it's these sorts of things that you go, shit, there's a load of stuff that didn't, <laughs> didn't cross the pond. <laughs> Where's know? the beef lady? I, I mean, I mean, when they sort of say, here he is from Silver Spoons and the Hollywood star, Robert Conrad. <laughs> it's just like, it's like when you go to France and they go, oh, we've got loads of famous people here. And you go, I've not heard of any of these guys. <laughs> <laughs> this is WrestleMania. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and they and they they front load with like Ray Charles. He You've heard up. of him? I've heard of him. And at one point, they, they play the sound effect because they're playing like a montage, like a kind of you know, like a crappy karaoke bar. Yeah, where you're singing a song and there's like a montage of just different scenes, like eagles and yeah. kind of the Grand Canyon stuff. That's kind of what's happening while he's singing. Uh, I think he's singing the the national anthem. I'm not really sure. What he he's is. Singing. He says at okay. one point, "What am I singing about?" Uh, America Uh, uh, but he doesn't do it with enough conviction that you don't think he's just asking a question (laughs) but it it all ends so there's just pictures of like cowboys a farmer in front of a grain silo I wrote down the flag at Iwo Jima I wrote down how they run out really quickly (laughs) of things so it goes images of America it starts the iconic image of America a cactus (laughs) 
Second one, some sea spray. Yeah. Then you get the Iwo Jima statue. Right. Then there's a, a veteran. Yeah. There's a group of soldiers. Yeah. There's soldiers at war. Then they struggle. And there's a little pause, and then there's a minor. Yeah, they got, then they've got construction workers, and then just some blocks in an office. There's an office <laughs> of a load of guys just standing there. Like, for a... a it was... But after that, a man on a tractor, a woman <laughs> digging in the dirt... There are then two Amish children, right? And they also look really Dutch. They don't look American at all. <laughs> and it cuts to an eagle, and then you get a then long you go end. Back, then you go back, don't you, to the Liberty Bell, John F. Yeah. Kennedy. They sort of get back on track. Back on track. But ends with <laughs> Hulk Hogan. A long shot of Hulk Hogan. Yeah. And he looks so bloated and, <laughs> and, and full of, you know, whatever he's taking. And he just looks like a big, raw chicken fillet. <laughs> and it's disgusting. Where's the chicken? <laughs> but, like, he, he's pointing at the, I think he's pointing at the American flag at one, in one shot. Mm. Uh, fireworks happen. Yeah. And Ray Charles hears the fireworks. <laughs> and I swear he looks up. Even though that man hasn't been able to see since he's been four. Yeah. He's had terrible glaucoma. Yeah. He can't see. Why is he looking up? I had a little look at Ray Charles's blindness. <laughs> He had a little look. A little look. A little look. I he, mean, is it merciful that he never saw any of the WrestleMania oh, 2? I mean, he certainly didn't miss anything. <laughs> um, they, they said uh, he, he was blind uh, since he was a child. It was glaucoma. Easily fixed nowadays. Unfortunately, he grew mm. up in very, very poor background. Mm. It says his blindness, this is Wikipedia entry, his blindness never stopped him from learning to ride a bike, play cards, use stairs, or even fly an aeroplane. <laughs> I'd say, I'd say, even fly an aeroplane is not actually as impressive a last one as play cards. Right? <laughs> I can't work out the cards. This is my favourite bit. He did, however, seem to believe his disability exempted him from income tax, a belief that caused him a great deal of trouble with the Inland Revenue Service. <laughs> what's his talk on that one? Like, what's his, I'm enjoying, I'm not enjoying half of the things I'm paying for. I, 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 well, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not paying for this because I don't use a lot of things. Well, I thought you could play cards. Mm. <laughs> I got a bit confused between Ray Charles and Stevie Wonder, only in one respect. Have you heard the story about Stevie Wonder not being blind? There's that clip of him being able to catch a microphone stand. A microphone stand get, starts getting a bit wobbly and he catches it. Yeah. And everyone says that might be that he's not Google, really Google Boy George <laughs> says Stevie Wonder isn't blind. Because <laughs> <laughs> Boy George has got some stuff to say on this topic. Has he really? Mm. Right, OK. Yeah. So what? Did, he didn't discover that the lad gent was uh, radiator, did he? That was. Uh, you should uh, know he's there. Stevie Wonder just opening the door and going, "What, George? What, what the fuck is that lad doing on a hook?" <laughs> I knew it. Dog, damn you! Trick. Tell you what, mate. You keep mine secret. I'll keep your secret. <laughs> Please said soon as mended. <laughs> Won't somebody help me? <laughs> Why is nobody thinking about me? <laughs> the radiator's on. <laughs> Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. <laughs> so we go, we go from there. We, we start WrestleMania 2 proper. Gene, Gene's there. Gene mean Gene, Mean Gene Oakland. I, I, the ultimate showman. I don't know where he gets his moxie. I don't know where he gets his pep and his vigour. He is a man who has been that age for the last <laughs> 40 years. There is a bit of... Uh, I was going to say Savile about him, but that's that's a terrible... Uh, yeah. Bruce Forsyth. He is quite like, Forsythian. The, 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 those kind of like men who were always around about 50. Yeah. From where, however old they uh, were. Absolutely. You see him now, and he does look a bit older, but mm. he's he's just a bit sun-faded. He, he, yeah. he, he sounds exactly the same. Sort of remarkable ability to sort of still just go... I suppose it's not hard, is it? It's just speaking. <laughs> no, but he. I, I think keeping going and kind of having a bit about you. I mean, yeah. I would say that he starts WrestleMania 2 by saying you can cut the electricity in the air with a knife. Ooh. I've got a problem with that. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone, if anyone uh, with a knife is listening, don't cut electricity with a knife. Uh, Gene, why doesn't your wife have any lips? <laughs> <laughs> ah, boring story. Um, <laughs> we then cut to an interview with Rowdy Roddy Piper. Yes, I didn't realise because maybe I'd not heard him be interviewed that much. I know he had a talk show, didn't he, for a bit? Yeah. Did he um... always have such a high voice? I do a bowling ball in my stomach. I gotta do this. I gotta do this. The, the funny thing about him is he's renowned as being one of wrestling's great talkers. Yeah. You know, that's really the thing. He isn't the biggest guy. He isn't the best in the ring. He's right. quite limited. Okay. But they go, oh, he could talk him into the arenas. Mm. Uh, do you know what? I've still yet to see something where I go, this makes sense. <laughs> Did you not miss the bit at the end when he gets a bit racist? <laughs> oh. You see, Peter, this might have come as a surprise to you. He says, he's talking about boxing Mr. T yeah. later on and he says which is like something I, I didn't realise that the, the boxing's allowed now in... do you know what it was a really really bad call to do that and mm. I think it was probably Wrestlemania 1 Mr. T is very difficult very nervous mm. very scared and I think there was a sense of you know Piper would take Mr. T on at his own game yeah. and that put a bit more jeopardy in it and the very fact that neither of them are boxers they might as well have had a fucking lacrosse match <laughs> I mean, it's appalling but, the, but, but the, I think the one thing that McMahon from my limited perspective of him mm. he's always sort of seen things off the field and sort of went oh let's bring that on the field in, yeah, in, in the key I th- there's that thing of going because they didn't like each other did they right, they didn't right, like right, each yeah. other no and I think I, I also think there's that thing of going how can we appeal to outside wrestling mm. boxing is big at this time mm. you know you've, you've got Mike Tyson so Susan St. James is huge at the moment <laughs> get her in the beef lady get, get the beef lady in Susan St. James to have a, a, an MMA fight, in the, in the, I don't watch that. I don't. I don't watch the in, fuck out of that. In the first one, yeah, Liberace <laughs> rocking up, doing the, his thing. So Piper basically says this line where he says, "I'll never shave my head like an Indian. I'll paint my face black." Yeah, fourteen words. 
two really, really racist <laughs> statements. <laughs> but he says, I won't paint my face black. All I'm going to say, Peter, is wait till we get to WrestleMania 6. He does not. That, that's the nighty, surely. Even at the time, <laughs> within wrestling, <laughs> people were a bit like, oh, not the comfortable junk, The junkyard dog's going, what the fuck is this? <laughs> what the fuck is this? So we get match one. Yeah. Magnificent Don Morocco with Mr. Fuji versus Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. Yeah, speaking about racism, at least Mr. Fuji was Japanese-American. The thing I love about Mr. Fuji is he is, I would argue, the single worst performer in wrestling history. <laughs> <laughs> did he not used to be a wrestler? He was did, that his he gig? did. Was that his... I, I, was, I was watching it, and it's one of those things. I have watched wrestling since, since 1989, mm. so I've, I've been there a long time. And ever since I was watching wrestling, mm. Mr. Fuji was around. Mm. And I was watching it the other night, and I thought to myself, why on earth, if you're being this inscrutable Japanese manager, mm. why on earth are you wearing a, like, dinner jacket like a and a bowler hat? And last night, I suddenly realised... Is he ripping off Odd Job yeah, from, from, from Goldfinger? From, from, yeah, I was thinking a bit James Bond, isn't it? Yeah. I'll have that. People might confuse it. I'll have that. <laughs> nice. Not even that, like, it's kind of down-the-market version of a Bart Simpson T-shirt. He's like... Oh, isn't he? The, the, thing I love most done, about him, the thing I love most about him is, in all the years I watched him, he is American. He's born in Hawaii. Mm. He's an American-Japanese guy called Harry Fujiwara. Mm. For a man born in an English-speaking part of the world... He cannot speak English. <laughs> Don't know how anyone can be so bad at speaking. And not just that, that they go, let's put him in a speaking role. <laughs> he won't have anything to do, but he can just speak English. I, I gave him a little Google. There was a video of him calling a white man a honky <laughs> at one point. Oh, he's learned, he's learned a bit, then. He's learned the word, he's learned the word honky. I don't know that much. So, uh, uh, yeah. he, he retires, and he ends up becoming a uh, attendant at a movie theatre. So he's basically mm. the guy who takes you to your seat. Again, another job <laughs> that relies on being able to make yourself understood. Terrible do you, idea. Well, do you remember um, the guy who played um, Godzilla? in the 1950s and 60s and 70s uh -huh. uh, in Japan. I forget his name, but he was born in Sakata, mm -hmm. uh, Yamagata Prefecture, up in the northwest of uh, Japan. And he ended his career, one of the greatest suit actors mm. ever, uh, he ended his career in a bowling alley on the lot of the company that he'd worked for for oh. 30 years. Like oh. he so the man who basically defined a company oh, was working in a bowling alley. Although, although I say it's heartbreaking... You're going to see this happen a lot in wrestling. <laughs> um, he, he actually did have one thing, which he, after, in 1997, he sued the makers of uh, the video game WCW Gold, versus... Golden Eye. <laughs> <laughs> that was me! <laughs> <laughs> Learned a new word, litigation. Uh, in 1997, he sued the makers of a video game, a wrestling video game called WCW versus NWO World Tour because he said there was a character in that game that was based on him and he hadn't been given any money. The character that was based on him was called Master Fuji. Right, okay. It's so awful. <laughs> Literally one letter changed. But uh, they did rule in his favour, so I think he got some money from that. So I mean, good if, on him. if I remember rightly, that game did not sell amazingly well, so I can't imagine he got a lot of money. No, <laughs> no. Wrestling I... games have gotten better yes. in, in, in recent times. That was I did have that game, and it was quite good because it mm. had a huge amount of characters that you could choose from. Right. Um, the majority of whom were illegal. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, well, it, was, it happened the same with 
soccer games though you'd have like uh, even to this very day Pro Evo has like the North East Magpies oh. kind of Newcastle United what I, liked, what I liked about uh, Mr Fuji was that as I said the camera doing the outside of the ring stuff mm. he spends a lot of time blocking shots oh like, doesn't he he doesn't know where to stand I, anymore hey, honestly I would say I've, <laughs> I've, I've, I've seen him in a lot of stuff I've never seen him do anything right not once. I mean, he seems like a great guy. He was really, really popular behind the scenes as well. He was a big, like, a ribber. So he was always doing practical jokes oh, and right, stuff, okay. and he was notorious for that. And so I think he was really liked <laughs> by the boys. Right. But he was... I mean, he was so else. awful. If you said to him, can you be in the wrong place? He would go, <laughs> N- well, I say no problem at all. He wouldn't have been able to if say I, that. He would have said problem all. If I can't, can my stick? <laughs> can my stick be in the shot for some reason? <laughs> yeah. okay, get your stick out the bloody try, shot. Try and wave it around so <laughs> even if it doesn't hit a cameraman, he has to go back. So that the camera sort of lurches. That will the be the key. The cameras were big back then as well. <laughs> it was much too big. Um, th- th- this, match, <laughs> this match is a real waste opportunity. Mm. You've got Don Morocco, who is the original rock in wrestling. He, right. I think in the late 80s, he's Don the Rock Morocco. He's taking on Mr. Wonderful, Paul Orndorff. And mm. Orndorff is in the WrestleMania 1 main event. He's now in the opening match. The two of these guys could have had a spectacular match. They, they're actually really, really good. Uh, Orndorff goes on in about 87 to have a tremendous feud with Hogan, which only makes one of these big stadium shows. But it's he made a huge amount of money with Hogan. Right. He was always very disappointed that he wasn't allowed to do it on a bigger stage, on a mm. sort of WrestleMania. He would have been very good. The two of them, they just do a sort of nothing match. And it's over really, Yeah, really it was quickly. a really quick one, if I remember rightly. Yeah. I, I, I quite liked the, the bullshit crowd shouts. Yeah. You can really hear the crowd shouting bullshit. You can. And I, I, I'm watching this back. I think that's one of the first times you ever hear that bullshit chant. Now, the bullshit right. chant you hear quite a bit nowadays oh, do you? Right. when I, there's I a, mess, a, a messy finish. So if it's like a double count out or there's a disqualification and it's a big match and everyone's like, you know, I, I want to see the outcome of this. Uh, when they sort of go, oh, we'll put it <clears> off for another month or we don't want to hurt any of the you know, competitors by having them have a loss, they'll often do a sort of messed up finish. Oh, is that right? And you hear bullshit chanted all the time. Uh. I think this could be certainly on, on record, is the first time that a crowd just start chanting bullshit. I never realised that was a mechanism. I yeah. never realised that was a, a trope. What a way to start the show. <laughs> All the crowd are chant, chanting bullshit. Oh, this a, couldn't it, have gone any better. Is it how, how, uh, what is the kind of uh, history, or the possibly checkered history, of the, the chair in wrestling? Because obviously this is the first... I don't think it was a chair in WrestleMania 1. No, it's only in the mid '90s when you get ECW, where they bring out those folding chairs yeah. that then get thrown in the ring, and right. ECW begin using those, and then they become industry standard. Uh, okay, so it's um, it doesn't really come along until the mid '90s. Right, early chair shots. Early chair shots. I think they were doing it down in uh, in Texas and Memphis <laughs> when they'd have sort of big sort of brawls. You'd occasionally see a chair, sometimes a wooden slatted one. Oh, nice. But, um, yeah, but this is an early WWE. <laughs> quite. I mean, it's a nothing match, and it's got two things that are sort of you know <laughs> quite interesting. We then go to an interview with Mr. T. He's with Smoking Joe Frazier and the Haiti kid. Um, They've shaved a dwarf, Mark. Do you know the other thing I find unacceptable about this bit? Is it's an old wrestling thing, and it still goes through to the present day, which is, if you're black, your friends are all black. (laughs) You can see it with... Well, I'm, WrestleMania 1, Hulk, Hulk and, and, and Mr. T yeah. joined, joined forces, didn't they? Yeah. But, but it wasn't like, you can, that's you can, our gang. You can certainly see it with this. In the mid-90s, you get the Nation of Domination, mm. which is a sort of, uh, uh, if you like, almost a black power unit. You can see it with the New Day today. Three wrestlers they didn't know what to do with. Yes. They put them together, seemingly just on the basis that they're three black guys. Wasn't one of them, uh, didn't, wasn't he, um, yeah, that video, yeah? Yeah, the video. Good. The video. The video. He, he 
he's done very I've well. I've seen it, too. but I don't understand it. <laughs> <laughs> but they're like silly boys, aren't they? Like, they're like three silly boys. In they're the, delightful. In the they introduced the Hardy Boys and they returned, I seem to recall. They did. They were and hosting WrestleMania. Right, yeah. Again, you know, that would have been... They would have made more of them hosting WrestleMania had it not been for, you know, the old... <laughs> <laughs> uh, that one. Boing, 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 ding. Download. <laughs> then we go to match number two, which mm. is the first appearance uh, on a WrestleMania of Randy Macho Man Savage. Yes, I wondered about this. And George the Animal Steel. The least dignified wrestling match I think I've ever seen in my life. I. Even though it's Macho Man Randy Savage's debut. At I love this match. <laughs> I really do. I, I think George the Animal Steel is. Everything I want for wrestling. He's the hairiest wrestler I've he, ever seen. He's very hairy. <laughs> I, how do you even pick that guy up? He's oh, yeah. too hairy. Do you know, my favourite thing about him, he <laughs> is... He, but he's not hairy on his front too much. It's no. Just, just all his back. It, it is like a, like a pullover that he's got on. Because it's, <laughs> it's like, he hasn't got a hairy business, neck or hairy business legs. at the front, party at the back. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. It's like it, a back mullet. Do you know those books you used to get where you'd like flip the head and the body and the legs? <laughs> and you could do different combinations. There'd always be one of like a bear in there. And it just looks like that. I love George the Animal Steel. I really do. The best thing about him, he's actually a guy called Jim Myers. Mm. And he uh, was, <laughs> from the 60s onwards, he was a high school athletics and wrestling coach. Right, okay. And he worked at a high school, and he continued to do that throughout his wrestling career. <laughs> and when pupils would say, Mr Myers, you look just like George the Animal Steel, he would just say... If I was George Animal Steel, would I really be working in a high school <laughs> being a wrestling coach? Um, and it, taking six months off a oh. year. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing is, sir, you've got a perfectly hairy torso. <laughs> and no, a lot of men have that. Do they, sir? Sir, you've just eaten a turnbuckle. <laughs> What's that about, mate? I, you're not eating human food, you're I eating a turnbuckle. I love this match. It's got a simple thing that George the Animal is a very simple guy mm. and he's in love with Randy Savage's yes. valet and wife in of real course, life, yeah. Elizabeth. Um, and it's I find his portrayal absolutely charming. <laughs> I really do. I think it's just brilliant. Where he's, at the end where he's talking, he's pleading with Elizabeth yeah. to be with him. Yeah. And Macho Man has gone underneath... Was he, I guess he wasn't Macho Man then. Was he, he just, I think he, he, is, he okay. is still Macho Man. Well, he Savage, climbs yeah. under, the, under, the, under the skirt of the ring and then comes out the other side. Yeah. Because... The animal is so besotted by Macho Man's lady, and mm. uh, yeah, he gets done in. It's heartbreaking. I think flowers he's... are involved at one point, and there's just it was. I, I say undignified just simply because a man's eating a turnbuckle. I know, and also he gets hit by uh, some flowers. I so. love it. You've got a clear hero. You've got a clear <laughs> villain. He eats a turnbuckle. He then gets bits of it and rubs it in the Macho Man's face, and the Macho Man reacts like he's been glassed. <laughs> Buy some was, foam. It's fiberglass, mate. It's <laughs> horrible. It's probably asbestos. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you've got a big kick out. The macho man, is he cheats to win with his feet on the rope. And then yeah. at the end of it, George sort of gets a cheer because he chases the referee. I think, in a weird way, it's as good a match as you can imagine. I really, really like it. So, is the leg on the um, to, to get more um, leverage? To get more yeah. leverage, you know how to do that. You any time you touch a rope, you'd necessitate a break. But if the referee right. doesn't see it, then you know you're sort of right. You, okay. it, it helps the sort of balance of your weight. Right. Um, I, I, I I think it's really nice. It, the, the nicest thing about Jim Myers, who is George Animal Steel as well, is he was so well respected mm. in his real job. So he talks about. Like, he'd, he'd do a full day at school, and then he'd get in the car, he'd drive, he'd go and wrestle, he'd get home at 4am, 
and then he'd be up at seven in the morning to do his normal job. Jeez. He he only died earlier this year. Yeah. He was uh, he was quite old, but I think seventy seven or something like that. Good innings. He lived to see their sports field at the high school where he worked named after him, and they called <laughs> it you know the Jim Myers thing. Missed opportunity God, there. No, come on now. Absolutely. It should have been the George the Animal Steel. <laughs> and in tiny little letters underneath, was he Jim Myers? <laughs> like, keep that gag going. <laughs> uh, there is, I should also mention, really early on, there's a disgusting under nutsack shot of Randy Savage. Uh, yes, oh. there is. Uh, yeah, I think I was admiring that as well, yeah. What the world has come to? <laughs> what the world has come to? Uh, uh, just one last fact about George Steele. In 2008... He co-starred with Greg Valentine, who's also on this WrestleMania, in a short film entitled Something Fishy, in which two former wrestlers purchase a fishing camp. The film served as the pilot for a comedy series that was not developed further. (laughs) Wow. After that, you've got that NFL interview. Yes. uh, With a guy called Bill Fralick. Who rallied against the use of steroids in the NFL, saying that it was rife. Yes. Now, if I was going to pick out of all of the NFL stars that appeared in this match, who looked a bit roidy. I think there's, I mean, that's that. (laughs) That canary in that fucking line. He looks (laughs) like a modern day wrestler. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's the weird thing. I mean, uh, you know, some people would say that today's wrestlers are steroid free. You hope they are. I think there's certainly some, uh, you know, who are are on other supplements. Yes. Which are harder to detect mm. or maybe still legal. Mm. Bill Fralick looks like a modern wrestler. Yeah, he, really he is unbelievable. Mm. He also makes all the WWE wrestlers look like shit. <laughs> <laughs> so they put him alongside Big John Studd and they have a push apart. Yeah. Big John Studd was famous for being the second tallest wrestler after Andre the Giant. Yes, because he wrestled in WrestleMania 1, I remember him. He did. Mm. Bill Fralick is at least the same size, if not, <laughs> if not taller. It's such a bad piece of... If you're going to get your wrestlers, don't just bring in one guy who's coming in for one day and go, see that guy who's not a wrestler? He's taller. He's in better shape. <laughs> Crazy times. Crazy times. The other thing is, a lot of the wrestlers on this talking about like bodies, mm. I quite like the fact that a load of them are just really fat. Oh, yeah. And but... You know when you get that fat and it looks like you're actually quite solid? Because mm. there's so much fat. I'm... I, I watched a Vince Vaughn film uh, a few days mm-hmm. ago. It was called Brawl on Cell Block 99. Mm-hmm. And it's basically about Vince Vaughn getting sent down and having to fight a bloke, kill a bloke or whatever. Uh-huh. Like, all the way through, they allude to the fact that Vince Vaughn's a specimen, <laughs> that he's muscular and that he's good at boxing. Uh-huh. And it's a grindhouse film, so he does a lot of punching. But he keep, they keep on sort of saying, oh, uh, you should join our boxing club. And he's gone, I'm not interested. He's gone, well, what do you need those muscles for? He's gone, well, that's good for picking stuff up. And he takes off his top at one point. He's, he's built like us, Mark. He's like, <laughs> he's just not in shape at all. And instead of removing that, should you want to remove that line about Vince Vaughn being muscular? Nah, leave it in. Is it? He might, because he might, he might do it in the, in the last two weeks of fucking filming. Uh, is, is there any way I could just leave my t-shirt on for this bit? <laughs> Um, well, no, I mean, it's, it's got to come up. I've got a special, like, muscle tee. It's got them printed on. If you, were, if you Honestly, like, move the focus. If it spread on abs or if it spread on muscle, it would have looked sarcastic. It was, it was hilarious. Like, oh, we, oh where, did you, where did you use those muscles for? He hasn't got any muscles. You know, he invented that, that muscle suit. What? You wait till we get to WrestleMania 9. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It's uh, Giant Gonzalez, a man who, um, he was very tall, about seven foot four, legitimately, mm. and uh, he has no muscles. 
So, well, like all the big wrestlers from Big Show. Right, well, Big Show got muscular quite recently. I think I mentioned it in the last he one. He did, right? but Big, Big Show never wore a thing. <laughs> you know, like when you go somewhere, like you go to Torremolinos, right. and you get a, a stall... And it has someone's basically done their own spray paint T-shirts. Yes, yeah, yeah. That yeah, say yeah, Torremolinos, yeah, yeah. and the, they stuck John Gonzalez in one of those <laughs> with hairy muscles on it. <laughs> and then they said to him, "Get out there!" And if people laugh, I swear to God, we will sack you. You sell those muscles. You, you sell them. You fucking sell them because this suit looks cool. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, and and if and if people think it's shit, that's not because of the suit. That's because what's inside the suit. <laughs> <laughs> the, the um, speaking of video games, like when they started doing legends, kind of of the eighties and seventies, kind of retrospective characters, like Order of the Giant stuff. Yeah, they they went back and put abs on everyone. Oh. It looked ridiculous. They gave them, like Order the Giant. It just, it just looked ridiculous. Oh my ridiculous! God, you know, I I like a really <laughs> stupidly fat wrestler. <laughs> uh, honestly, uh, there's a great big fat wrestler coming up, and I've got a lot to say about that fat sack of shit. <laughs> That's it for part one of WrestleMania 2. Part two is coming out next week. And we're going to have more from the wrestling super show that IMDb says ranges from average to very poor, but is primarily boring and dull. See you next week. (laughs) Goodbye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out of pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.